Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. Travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. I'm Rudy Maxa, a.k.a. The Savvy Traveler. This edition of Rudy Maxa's World is a special one. That's because I'm coming to you live today from the city of Derry in Northern Ireland. And to be a lot more precise, I'm broadcasting from the town's Guild Hall. This is a magnificently, or excuse me, magnificent, newly restored redstone building. I believe it's sandstone. We'll find out from an expert who knows shortly this hour. It was built in 1887, just outside the famous walls of Derry's old city. You'll find a photo of the Guild Hall on my Facebook page right now, the fan page, which is Rudy Maxa forward slash Rudy Maxa's world. So this is a soaring building you might mistake for a cathedral from the outside. But its 23 stained glass windows don't have a biblical theme. Instead, they portray the various professional guilds of the 19th century that paid to build this edifice. That would be carpenters, fishmongers, painters, musicians, glaziers, others. Its bell tower holds the largest bell in Ireland. Some say it's bigger than Big Ben in London. Now, let me say a word about Northern Ireland. Many Americans may not realize there are actually two Irelands. There's the Republic of Ireland, with its capital and largest city of Dublin, it's a country that uses the euro as its currency and includes about 70% of the population of the entire island of Ireland. Then there's Northern Ireland, which is part of the United Kingdom, like Scotland, that uses the English pound as its currency and has a population of about 1.8 million. It occupies a slice, naturally enough, of the northern part of the Ireland, excuse me, island of Ireland. It was created in 1921 when largely Catholic Ireland split from the United Kingdom. Many of the Protestants in, the nor in Northern Ireland didn't consider themselves Irish and chose to stay aligned with London. So things are frankly a little bit confusing here in Northern Ireland. While the majority of Protestants here consider themselves British, a majority of Catholics still consider themselves Irish. And that conflict, of course, was front and center during a time period known as the Troubles, which stretched from the 1960s to the late 1990s. The Troubles is shorthand for those almost 40 years when Northern Ireland's Catholics uh, bridled against Protestant domination that had put them at a disadvantage when it came to jobs, housing, even political representation. And maybe you've heard of Bloody Sunday. Unfortunately, that happened right here in Derry. Bloody Sunday was a day in January of 1972 when British troops fired live ammunition on a crowd of Catholic protesters. Fourteen unarmed civilians were killed. That event riveted the world's attention, but it wasn't until the Good Friday Agreement was signed 16 years later, in 1998, that the Protestant and Catholic paramilitary organizations of this good city agreed to lay down arms. Their city had been torn apart by killings and bombings. Cooperation, not conflict, was the only solution to realizing the dreams of both Protestants, also known as loyalists, and Catholics, also known as nationalists. Today, Derry is remaking itself as a first-class tourist destination. Lonely Planet Guides last year called Derry the fourth best city in the world to visit, and that's why we brought the show on the road here today. Derry counts about 110,000 residents, making it Northern Ireland's second largest city after its capital of Belfast. It was founded by a monk, St. Columba, in the 6th century. Today it goes by lots of names. It was Dora, which is Irish for Derry. Others call it Ireland's maiden city, the walled city, the two cathedral city. And out of deference to both London-leading Protestants and Ireland-leading Catholics, some call the city London Derry. 
Derry doesn't much care what you call it. It's too busy renovating its historic buildings and right now holding its Christmas fair just across the River Foyle from where I am now. By the way, the people of Derry hold a special affection uh, for Americans, and not just because a former U.S. senator named George Mitchell helped negotiate that Good Friday agreement I referenced a moment ago. But six months before Pearl Harbor, undercover American military personnel began covertly, sort of covertly, building a Navy port here, where eventually as many as 5,000 Americans would be stationed after the United States entered World War II. Uh, in the show's second, I'm going to tell you that extraordinary story of the bond that grew between uh, U.S. Navy and Marines and the citizens of Derry. Meanwhile, in this hour, we're going to meet the deputy mayor of Derry, Gary Middleton. I'm going to ask him to explain how a town that's uh, with such pronounced Catholic and Protestant neighborhoods is integrating itself after the 1998 agreement to, uh, uh, among paramilitary members to lay down arms. Michelle Murray's in charge of both the Guild Hall in which I sit now and Derry's Maritime Museum. The maritime history of this place is fascinating because it was a, uh, one of the main launching points uh, for the Irish folks who, during the what Americans know as the potato famine, um, emigrated, left the, left the country, uh, thus ensuring that there are Irish pubs all over the world in every city you can name. Um, and, of course, our own country of the United States has an enormous Irish population or people whose parents were Irish. Um, we'll learn a little about that. Uh, there's also this major port here, and I, as I mentioned, uh, the, during World War II, it was a, well, I'll tell you more about that next hour. Uh, Martin McCraw, uh, excuse me, Gavin, Gavin Carr uh, took me for a walk atop the incredibly thick city walls here, somewhere about 30 feet thick in places. Um, this is, I'm told, the only city in the United Kingdom with an uh, intact, complete wall encircling, encircling, encircling uh, one of the older parts of the city, maybe one of the few in Europe, in fact. Um, he showed me around when I arrived earlier this week. He's a, he's a, he's a very energetic, feisty guy. Um, we like those kind of guys in the radio. I'm going to talk with him about what you should do should you be lucky enough to visit uh, Derry. Uh, but before we jump into all things Derry, let's take a quick look at a couple of short stories from this week in travel. If you're headed to Venice this summer, this item is just for you. City is considering a proposal to outlaw the use of rolling bags. Well, the bags wouldn't be outlawed, just rolling them would be outlawed. The issue seems to be that the constant rolling of bags along the city's sidewalks and cobblestones creates such a clatter that Venetians consider it maddening noise pollution. There's also concern that the city's century-old bridges and walkways are being damaged. Now, about 60,000 tourists a day visit Venice, and many of them must pull their bags behind them as they walk to hotels. There aren't any cabs on those narrow alleyways of Venice. So you might be able to pack a rolling bag. The question is, can you carry it to your hotel once you step off a water taxi? The fine for violators, if this proposal, or if this rule is instituted, will be a cool $620 beginning May of 2015. Maybe Venice would like to take a lead from the Hawaiian village of Kailua. Hawaiian tourism officials promote Kailua as a perfect vacation spot. Many folks, including President Obama, agree, and his family usually vacation there over Christmas. But now many residents of the Honolulu suburb would like you to stay away or go to Venice or anywhere else in the world. Come to Derry, for goodness sake. Anywhere other than Kailua. Why? Well, the neighborhood council is asking the state tourism folks to stop promoting Kailua because there's so many darn vacation rentals that locals are inundated with strangers. There are about 500 rental homes available, though only a few dozen are legally licensed for that purpose. One Honolulu city council member says the request is, quote, embarrassing, unquote, makes Kailua seem unfriendly. Well, yeah, it does. We talk a lot about tipping on this show because travelers often worry quite a bit about that. I learned, uh, for example, I've... Uh, been out, I felt an obligation to taste uh, uh, the uh, specialty of Ireland, which is Guinness. 
And uh, I learned that generally you don't tip in pubs. That was news to me. Of course, I'd already tipped at that point. Anyway, Paris Hilton's the most recent story of a celebrity's tipping habits. She and friends had a high time at a New York club called the Marquee Nightclub. They ordered a couple of 100,000 bottles of Ace of Spades champagne. Anyway, their total bill came to $230,000. I know you think this is going to be a story about a cheapskate tipper. Nope. She did 20%. $47,000 was the tip. Stick around. We'll be back in just a moment with the deputy mayor of Londonderry. We'll learn a lot more about this wonderful location. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Introducing Orbitz Rewards. It's the only way to earn and redeem rewards instantly. And the only thing better than earning and redeeming instant travel rewards? Earning and redeeming even more instant travel rewards. When you join Orbitz Rewards, use the promo code TRAVELHAPPY for an extra 20% off eligible hotels. Instant rewards you can pile on top of more instant rewards. That's what we call happy. Sign up now at Orbitz.com slash rewards or visit RudyMaxa.com and look under sponsors to get instant vacation gratification. True Car is changing car buying forever. Hi, it's Leah. True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Just in the first six months of this year, over 275,000 cars were sold by the True Car Certified Dealer Network. And True Car users save an average of $3,221 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow three easy steps. First, go to TrueCar.com and find out what others paid for the car you want. Then, register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Third step, simple. Just print out your savings certificate and take it to the True Car Certified Dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. To see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. If you've got aches and pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Welcome back. It's 18 minutes after the hour. This segment, well, let me tell you where we're coming from first. Well, let me tell you this. Okay, we'll, we'll sell something first. This segment of Rudy Max's World is brought to you by our friends at Orbitz.com. Introducing Orbitz Rewards, the only way to earn and redeem rewards instantly. Now, there's only one thing better than earning and redeeming instant travel rewards. Earning and redeeming even more instant travel rewards. When you join Orbitz Rewards, use this promo code. Okay, use this promo code. Write this down. Travel happy, all one word. Use that promo code, travel happy, and you'll get an extra 20% off eligible hotels. Now, those are instant rewards you can pile on top of other instant rewards, which is what Orbitz calls happy. You can apply those instant rewards immediately to your hotel stay or save them up for and get them all in a big package for another hotel stay. Sign up for Orbitz.com slash rewards, get instant vacation gratification, and use that promo code travel happy, all one 
word. We're coming to you live today from the Guildhall, a magnificent building just outside the old city walls of the city of Derry, the second largest city in Northern Ireland. Happy to be here on the road today and happy to have with me uh, Gary Middleton. He is the deputy mayor of, uh, of Derry and the youngest deputy mayor. How old are you? At 24 years of age. 24? That's incredible. What, is this a coup? How did you do this? You did, did you, were there tanks in the streets I missed? What? Yeah, well, sure. Uh, I was first elected, actually, when I was 20 years of age. Uh, so I'm now into my second term uh, as deputy mayor, actually. Uh, so, yes, no, it's exciting. And, and it's, I suppose you can see a change in politics here in Northern Ireland where uh, a lot of young people are now getting involved in politics. So you were elected to the council, to the city council. That's correct. And then the city council appoints the mayor and deputy mayor? Or That's just, correct, yes. Really? For a year term. Were, were you, it, it, how many people are on the council? There's 30. 30 elected members. So were there a number of votes, or were you the uh, wildly popular favorite? Well, usually it's, it's down to the individual parties to decide. So... Um, they put forward their nomination, and usually there's not too much objection to that. Usually it's with agreement with all of the parties, so there's never too much opposition. Was the city surprised that you're the deputy mayor at 24? I don't think they were surprised, but certainly there are those who would say it is young, and when you do go out and about, they would say, there's a young uh, deputy mayor, which is pleasant as well, because well, you have to have a mix of experience, youthfulness, uh, and older people as well. What did the parents say? He's too young. No. No, thankfully not. Oh, no, okay, good. No. They have a lot of confidence in you. All right, I'm going to stop asking about young, but it is extraordinarily young uh, to, to, to be in that position, I would imagine. You're also involved with, with uh, housing matters in the city, aren't you? Absolutely. Yeah. And, 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 you know, having spent a few days here and, and realizing, as Americans who followed uh, the history of Ireland in the last 50 years know, um, there are very distinct Catholic and, and Protestant neighborhoods at times. Yes. Um, yet... I know also from talking to folks that, that there's, there are many entities, do we say, institutions uh, reaching out, for example, churches, Catholic churches and Protestant churches doing joint things together. In other words, integrating in a way that certainly wasn't happening when you were, just about when you were born, I guess, at the end of the trouble. What year were you born? 1990. And 98 was, of course, uh, yeah. the signing of the uh, uh, peace agreement, for lack of a better generic phrase. Um, so how, so how has, do you see housing becoming more integrated? Do you see neighborhoods becoming a little less uh, one or the other religion? Absolutely. There's a huge change in this city, especially over this last 10 years. There's been an incredible change. Uh, and you did uh, mention at the beginning of your show the, the Christmas fair on the water side. Right. Uh, and you have to cross the Peace, the peace Bridge from the Guildhall here to get to the waterside. Mm -hmm. And the Peace Bridge, uh, we can't underestimate what that has done for the communities. It has brought people together. Uh, it has meant uh, a free flow of, of um, the population. And certainly when it comes to housing, there are now uh, no such things as, you know, a strictly uh, Protestant area or a strictly Catholic area. And let's explain why, why you say the bridge has brought people together, because on the other side of the river here had become a largely Protestant neighborhood, uh, and on this side of the river was largely Catholic. Speaking generally. Absolutely. And when the bridge opened in 2010, uh, people, at, or 2011, sorry, people were saying at that, at that stage, there were Catholics who lived in the city side who had never been in the waterside. And vice versa. Vice versa. 
Wow. So it's, it's uh, really it's hard to believe, and the transformation that has happened in this city. Last year, we were this, the the UK city of culture, uh, and we were delighted to see many visitors, and uh, particularly, of course, from America, uh, coming here uh, and enjoying their time. Yeah. And and I'm an optimist generally, but correct me if I'm wrong. I, I'm two generations ahead of you, basically. You're, you're 24. I'm 64. Yes, absolutely. Um, I have to think that with each generation, the animosity and old grudges begin to f peel away. They do. I mean, I'm sh I, you know, I know that just as there is in America, I uh, hear, you know, even now there are people who dislike other people yeah, or other absolutely. kinds of people. Yeah. Um, so it's hardly unique to Northern Ireland or, or anywhere else. But I would like to think that the children of adults during the Troubles and the children of their children, for example, your children, will, will go, that was weird. That was, was, that, that, was that was a bad idea. Absolutely, and that's what they will say. What was that about? And we do have to... Uh, people do say that, yes, we had a difficult and challenging past, but mm -hmm. we're now through that. We now have a really bright future, and there's a lot of things happening in this city that we can all be proud of. And certainly, uh, it's a city that I would look forward to my children growing up in, in the future. I'm talking with Gary Middleton. He's the deputy mayor of, of Derry um, here in Northern Ireland, a city that we are broadcasting from today. What, when you look to the future, which I know you have to do as a politician, um, what's coming up? What, what needs to be done? What, if you had an unlimited budget or almost unlimited, what, what would you do to wave a magic wand and what, what, what kind of priority would you put on certain projects? Well, our, our two main priorities for myself at this moment in time are job creation and investment and we need to improve our road infrastructure here. Uh, yes, you, you did allude to the fact that we're the second largest city in Northern Ireland but our road network uh, between Belfast, the largest city on ourselves, is actually uh, quite poor. So we're looking to invest It's quite what? Poor in terms of... Uh, How do you spell that? P oh, poor. I'm yes. sorry, poor. <laughs> sorry. I thought I heard burr. Yes. Uh, sorry. Quite poor. Yes. yes. So sorry. we're looking to, and, and work will be done over this next while to improve that. And of course, jobs. Uh, there's a situation here we have... What kind uh, of unemployment? What, what's the unemployment rate? I, the, the unemployment rate is sitting at 46 Sorry, 46%. It's quite high. 46%. Yes, yes. That's among extraordinary. Certain, among, yes, among, among 16 to 25-year-olds. Right. That's extraordinary. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So really uh, high unemployment at this minute in time. And certainly what we need to do is try and ensure that uh, we get more jobs. So attracting uh, businesses yeah, to this area, right? And, uh, you know, especially from the younger age, uh, you know, it's difficult. Young people now are trying to stay on at school and try, uh, stay on at university. However, when they come out of university, there's a lack of jobs. Sure. Uh, and that's what we're trying to improve. So are tax incentives, those sort of things, to try to get companies to, to, to come here? Absolutely. Absolutely, okay. yeah. So job improvement. And when, what's the deal on, on transportation between the two largest cities in Ireland? Uh, wh why are the roads so poor? Well, uh, we have a road there. It's just that there has been lack right. of uh, investment in the roads. And I suppose it's all down now to finances as well and priorities. And... Um, it was announced, it's actually 10 years ago, the, the Secretary of State, Peter Hayne, announced uh, improvements to the A6. That's the road that links Belfast to ourselves here. Um, and at that time, it was agreed that the work would be done. We're now a decade on, it's still not done. So, uh, Because the, the road to between Dublin and Belfast is quite modern. It's a modern road, absolutely. Right. Uh, you could actually get to, uh, almost get quicker to Dublin from Belfast than you would get from this city to Belfast.
And how, with a good road, how long would it be between uh, uh, Belfast and here at Derry? Well, you, know, you, you could be able to do it, I would say, in an hour. And what does it take now? Road. Right now, at times, it could take you two and a half hours. Really? Yeah. That's, uh, now, are we talking rush hour necessarily? Or? Mornings, yeah, mornings and evening okay. times. But otherwise, maybe two hours? In a good hours? time, you would make it in an hour and 45 minutes. Still, you'd like to cut it in half, obviously. Absolutely, yeah. Incredible. Okay, uh, we only have a minute left. Anything else? Housing? Transportation? Well, what I would just say is this is a great city to be uh, living in and to, to come to. And certainly we would welcome as many people to come here and experience what we have to offer because uh, you, you have made to the fact that we have 400-year-old city walls. We're actually just sitting outside at the moment in the Guild Hall. We are. Uh, and it's a fantastic city and we're certainly very proud of it. Uh, and we would like to thank all those people who come and, and enjoy our hospitality. And I asked uh, uh, somebody what, what the largest employer in, in the city was and they said, Taxi drivers, about 2,000 of them. Yeah. Huge. Huge Absolutely. amount. Of, so there's no shortage Absolutely. of taxis. Oh, there's plenty of taxi men about, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you, no problem with transport around the city, no. Right. Well, uh, Alderman Gary Middleton and Deputy Mayor Gary Middleton, you carry two titles. Yes. Sure. Uh, thank you very much for stopping by, and uh, I, I love your city. And uh, I was going to say don't change a thing, as they say in Los Angeles, but you intend to change a few things, and I hope you do. Thank you very much. Thank you. Nice having you here. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. We are coming to you from right downtown Derry in Northern Ireland. When we come back, we're going to talk to uh, the general manager of Visit Derry. I've got a few questions along those lines to ask him, too, similar to the ones I just asked uh, uh, the deputy mayor. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Rudy Max's World is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Introducing Orbitz Rewards. It's the only way to earn and redeem rewards instantly. And the only thing better than earning and redeeming instant travel rewards? Earning and redeeming even more instant travel rewards. When you join Orbitz Rewards, use the promo code TRAVELHAPPY for an extra 20% off eligible hotels. Instant rewards you can pile on top of more instant rewards. That's what we call happy. Sign up now at Orbitz.com slash rewards or visit RudyMaxa.com and look under sponsors to get instant vacation gratification. If you've got aches and pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com. Participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. It's 33 after the hour. It's a, well, it's an overcast day. What a surprise in Ireland today. Actually, they say here that uh, you can tell when it's winter and summer because there's the cold rain and the warm rain. Um, it's a cliche I've heard like three times in the three days I've, I've been here. Anyway, this segment of uh, Rudy Max's World, which is coming to you from Derry, uh, the second largest city in Northern Ireland. This segment's brought to you by our, well, Tourism Ireland. 
With direct flights from many major cities, it's easier than ever to visit Ireland, and for that matter, Northern Ireland. Once you arrive in what has become one of the hippest destinations in Europe, you'll want to explore it all. Ireland offers ancient landmarks, bustling cities, stunning coastlines, and let's underline that word, stunning, five-star hotels and more, and you'll want to sample the first-class cuisine offered by a new generation of chefs who are eager to show the world that Ireland can compete on the food scene. Cities including Dublin, Belfast, Derry, and others have recently been listed on the best destination lists of National Geographic and TripAdvisor, and Lonely Planet named Ireland among the top 10 best in travel countries in 2014, and I think this city, one of the best in 2013. Uh, to visit. So, number four in the world, in fact. So what are you waiting for? Plan a trip today? You can visit Ireland.com for more info and for the vacation of a lifetime. That's www.ireland.com. Start planning. Come on over. Odrin Dunn couldn't agree more. He is the uh, general manager of Visit Dairy, the tourism uh, uh, operation here. So, as you can imagine, he really likes dairy. Yeah, what a great place, and you're very welcome, Rudy. Um, Thank you. I'm very, I, I feel very welcome. Are you from here? I am indeed. I'm born and bred in the city. So, what a great job I have and our team have to promote this fantastic. Um, How long have you been city. promoting dairy? I've been promoting it. I'm working for Visit Dairy probably almost 20 years. So, I've seen a lot of change in the city um, over that time. I as you can imagine, um, coming from the 1990s. Yeah, so you came right at the right when the troubles were ending, yeah. and uh, you've been able to see it, the, the, the transformation of the city, I imagine. Yeah, it's um, had an unbelievable transformation, and, and particularly from a tourism perspective, when you, when you think back to the days when Northern Ireland wouldn't have been seen uh, as a, a destination on the tips of everybody's tongues to come and visit, but now it's certainly changed that, and, and the city has certainly done that. It has. Um, I, there were, well... I think we covered the troubles with my previous guest. I don't need, I don't need to go into that. Let me ask you this. There's, there's, a, there's a long, con intimate connection between dairy and the United States. I mean, beginning with the emigration of so many folks from this country uh, um, back in the, well, two centuries ago. Well, not two centuries, 19, 19th century, 20th, 19th century. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the American base that I'm going to talk about in the second hour, the, the uh, Marines and the Navy who were here running a naval base that was crucial during World War II. Um, do you find that the, in the latter case, that the parents and grand, excuse me, children and grandchildren of folks who might have served here militarily come here to see where dad or the grandparents or mom served? Oh, definitely. The American market would be our second biggest market. Um, What's the first? Um, GB, Great Britain, Great Britain okay. um, England, Scotland, Wales. Um, so the American market is a big market for the city and for Northern Ireland. And what do you do for Americans what, to reach out to Americans when they come here? How do they know? Well, we work with Tourism Ireland. Um, ultimately, Tourism Ireland are in market uh, in America promoting the island. Uh, and we would liaise with them and do um, workshops and trade shops and web seminars promoting the city and this unique offering that we have. Uh, and what sets us apart, obviously, within the, the marketing of the island is our fantastic historic walled city. We're Ireland's only completely walled city. Um, we celebrate the 400 years of the walls. Um, it's a heck of a wall you year. got here. Yeah, and um, that's so unique um, for us uh, in a comparative uh, analysis of all of the destinations within Ireland. But above all that as well, we've been UK City of Culture, the first inaugural UK City of Culture that in was 2013. Last year, right, right. Um, and that put us on an international stage. We got the endorsement from Lonely Planet as the fourth best city in the world. And, you know, looking at for the... For visitors. For visitors, yeah. And for us, you know, a city of a population of 110,000 people, we may be a small city, but we were co competing... Well, that's amazing. I think of the numbers cities in the United States that have 110,000 people and to think that any of them, um, I mean there's certainly many charming cities of that size all over the world, but to be named fourth, you know, fourth best city to visit in the world is, 
is, uh, I mean, did they cost a lot of money to buy that? No, you can't, you can't buy those oh, okay. accolades. So um, it was um, fantastic for us and to build a profile for us and such a global brand. Having that global brand was really important for us in market. And we've been able to target um, the American market, particularly with that. And that has worked really well for us. And about 20% of our visitors now come from the American market. And right across the states from um, New England, uh, Midwest, the South, um, West, Mid-Atlantic, um, all the regions and um, with great access now into Dublin um, we are seeing the benefits of that and we hopefully will continue to see that um, going forward. My guest is Odrin Dunn uh, from uh, he's the general manager of, of Visit Dairy. Okay we've got a minute left. Uh, if you had, What's your elevator pitch for uh, for dairy. Elevator pitch, it's, uh, dairy is a, a most legendary city. It is so historic. Um, it's such a cultural destination. It's probably a microcosm of Irish history in, in one city in Ireland, and it's a place that you must come to to experience um, a legendary welcome. The people are friendly. I was going really, to add that. And people are our biggest selling point. But I can't sell that experience. You have to come here and see that and feel it for yourself. And hopefully, Rudy, you can um, tell your guests who are listening today that this is a fantastic city. We can. I was uh, had such a great time in a pub last night. I invited a couple, a local couple I'd never met, to be house guests of my daughter and her husband in London sometime. There you go. That's uh, the first I steps of you. Can't wait to tell my daughter the good news. <laughs> She'll be delighted to hear. Odrin Dunn, General Manager of Visit Dairy. We'll be right back here at Rudy Max's World after this break. After this break, we're going to talk when we come back with uh, Michelle Murray. She is the manager of the Guildhall. That's this historic building that we are broadcasting from today here in Derry. By the way, they've got a great organic cafe here, I found out just before the show, and I was feared I would not be able to uh, grab a bite to eat. Stick around. You're in Rudy Max's World. So happy to have you here this weekend. Don't go away. now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Are you looking for a hip place for your next trip? Jump into Ireland and experience the land Lonely Planets declared best in travel for 2015. Travel the wild Atlantic Way, rivaling California's Pacific Coast Highway and Australia's Ocean Road. Engage the warmth of the Irish people, immerse in the inviting Irish culture, attend numerous festivals, and dine on the diverse Irish foods. Rudy, Mary, and I will be broadcasting from Ireland November 29th and December 6th. Join us and discover all Ireland offers at Ireland.com or RudyMaxa.com under sponsors. This is a special alert to consumers who own back taxes to the IRS. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing during the decline in the U.S. economy, the Internal Revenue Service is now accepting reduced settlements from consumers on back taxes, resulting in back taxes reduced by thousands of dollars. An open phone line has been established by Federal Tax Relief for consumers to call and see if you qualify for this reduction to ensure your financial stability during this decline in the economy. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call one 800 237-2199. That's 1-800-237-2199. If you owe back taxes to the IRS, there is no need to fear anymore. The IRS is now accepting reduced settlements from consumers, resulting in tax debts reduced by thousands of dollars. For your free information and to see if you qualify for your reduction, call the Federal Tax Relief Hotline. 1-800-237-2199. 1-800-237-2199. That's 1-800-237-2199. What makes a good thing even better? How about having twice as much of it? For a limited time, Boost Mobile now offers you double the high-speed data while dropping the price. Yes, double the high-speed data while dropping the price. Let that sink in for a second. Okay, now just to make sure you heard me right, 
Boost Mobile is now offering double the high-speed data while dropping the price. I'm not kidding. Unlimited talk and text. And now, with double the data starting at only $35 a month. That's lots of freaking data for not a lot of dough. Listen, you've got to get in on this double dose of data. Seriously, why pay more when you can pay less for twice as much? Hurry up. This offer will not last forever. Visit BoostMobile.com or your local Boost Mobile retailer for details. Offer ends 1515. Boost has no annual contracts. Double the data from Boost previous offers. Offers and coverage not available everywhere and subject to change. Offer network use rules and other restrictions apply. Visit BoostMobile.com for details. If you've got aches and pain and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to Dave talk about Relief Factor 4. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor 4 and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled. For more information or to order Relief Factor 4, go online at relieffactor4.com. That's relieffactor4.com. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. It's 43 after the hour. I wish you were here. Is that what they say in the postcards? Wish you could be here. Uh, wish you were here, too. I am in Derry. It is the second largest uh, city in Northern Ireland. It's my first visit to Derry. I've spent uh, about three days uh, wandering around and having a great time, seeing uh, the sites, among others, uh, the Tower Museum, which is a museum that talks a little about the city history, all kinds of stuff. It's really a fascinating museum. It's in a tower that isn't, an it looks like an old tower, but it's new to look old, new to look old. And the woman in charge of that, as well as the building we're in now, which I described with all these incredible, um, stained glass windows representing different guilds from the 19th century. Um, this is the Guild Hall, and we're broadcasting live this weekend from there. Michelle Murray is the manager of the Guild Hall. You also have something to do with the tower, and, and we're going to talk about an upcoming project as well. All right, now this Guild Hall, I mean, every thing I said was, was built by the, the, the Honorable Irish something or other. What is that line? Yeah, the Honorable the Irish Society. It was built and op it was opened in 1890, built in 1887, and it cost them in those days £19,000 to build this beautiful building way back in that era. And even today, the equivalent isn't all that much. It's like one... 1.5 million. I mean, that's pennies. You renovated it for... 9.5 million in renovation. Nine oh, yeah, five, eight times that. So Now, some say they, the, the, the founders here were neither Honorable nor Irish. Um, do we need to go into that, Michelle? That's open to opinion, uh -huh. and I, wouldn't, I would always like to take a balanced view. I'm sure you can appreciate that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This, uh, I love the politics in this city. Because I stumble into every, anything because I don't know the, I don't know the nuances, uh, although we are, uh, we, are, we are from the same culture. We're just separated by common language, as I think Oscar Wilde said, right? Yes, yeah. and the cultures vary across the world, and we have a lovely, diverse, and rich culture here in our city. No question. And the Guildhall in its history absolutely tells you that story whenever you go round and hear of, of the story of the Gilsa from then till today. And the Tower Museum and the story of Derry, I'm sure, okay. told you about all our diverse cultures. Now, when Michelle says the Tower Museum, it's not a museum to, to Tar, which I thought for the first two hours I got here. So we said, we're going to the Tower Museum. I said, I, the tar, I, how many different kinds of tar can you use on a road? It's the Tower Museum um, in American English. Um, but I love the way you say it, Michelle, the Tower Museum. The Tower Museum. The Tower Museum. Okay, now... 
you please describe for my audience, since I uh, only went through it once, how would you describe the Tower Museum? Paint, it, me, a, paint me a picture of it. It's a multi-award winning museum within our historic walls and it gives a balanced view of the story of our city, Derry, Londonderry, from both a Catholic and Protestant perspective. The exhibition of the story of Derry includes the history of the city from prehistoric times to present day, which includes Column Kill's arrival and Christianity, the plantation of Ulster itself, which is also told here in the Guildhall, the siege of Derry, partition, World War One, World War Two, which is so strong with America, as you've hinted to earlier in your programme, the civil rights movement, movement which led to the Bloody Sunday and the whole story in connection with that, which is very strong, and the troubles, and now obviously the peace and the peace process, which I can just say President Clinton was here in 1995, mm -hmm. most welcome to your city, and initiated the peace process, which led to the Good Friday Agreement, as you know, in 1998. Right, and we should tip a, just tip the hat also to another museum in in, uh, in on Bogs, what you call the neighbor called Bogside. Bogside, yes. Which uh, is a, is the um, what's it? The Free Dairy Museum. Is yes, the Museum of Free Dairy as right. well. It's not within my remit, but it is right. an absolute brilliant museum right. as well. That talks through all the troubles, the murals, right. the histories of, of each of the sides, but very balanced view as well. And let's we, I, we have so little time. Let's see if we can. Can you encapsulate the siege? of Derry, which happened when uh, King James wanted to come take back England and the French king said, hell, I'll support you, but let's start by getting Ireland. And he overran Dublin, as I recall, and he came up here to, to, uh, to, to attack this city. But uh, the walls were, were, were closed. To the, he couldn't get in. Yeah, and it was a 105-day siege. There was, and the walls eight, were very much a fortress, keeping them protected. And about, and about 8,000, it's believed, about 8,000 of the... 30,000 residents in the city at the time died of starvation and hunger during that siege here. Yes. And when you look at those walls and think about that, that's powerful stuff. It is, and, and the story of Lundy and so forth because of the siege and how it was broken. Lundy was a guy who... who, 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 who went in disguise and ran away because he didn't want to face it, right? It was, and again, it's another history, another story of our culture. You have and, great and, stories, is what I'm and saying. And we have so many stories of our local history and, and all their different... And there's a Spanish Armada. Well, yes, the Spanish Armada is told in the, the Tower Museum, and that is of, obviously, um, the La Trinidad Valencia exhibition, one of the largest ships in the Armada fleet, which foundered in Kinnego Bay in County Donegal in 1588. Well, what happened? The, the Armada got defeated by the Brits in the English Channel, and instead of going back to the English channel getting beat up again they tried to come around ireland scotland and they crash against your shoals and you've got artifacts that divers have brought up real artifacts that our divers here in Derry actually found and at displayed the, at the tower museum AKA in Derry, the, come to Dower museum AKA in our beautiful the tower city museum michelle murray runs it she runs the guildhall we'll be right back rudy max's world phone lines are open now so call us at 800-387-8025 we'll be back after these messages The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at rudymaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. And by the way, if you haven't done so already, feel free to subscribe to my free weekly newsletter. Sometimes I miss a week if I'm really busy, but point is, I'm not going to clog up your mailbox with a lot of emails. I write a very highly personal travel newsletter. It is me writing. It's, I don't have interns. It's not a bunch of stuff from press releases. It's very personal. 
generally anecdotal, might save you some money, or you might get a laugh out of it. Coming to you live today from the town, the city of Derry, D-E-R-R-I, in Northern Ireland. And I was shown around part of the city as soon as I got here several days ago by my next guest. His name is Garvin, we would say Kerr, you call it? Care. Care, of course, it's K-E-R-R, so as Americans yeah. we would say Kerr. He's a tour guide with Martin McCrossan City Tours. Tours. He's wearing their bright yellow weather, uh, weatherproof jacket, and uh, I literally could just stop talking and let him go on and on, because he's, <laughs> he is one of the most interesting guys I've met here. Uh, so Garvin, you, meet, you go to a cocktail party in Washington, D.C., for example, and somebody says, Derry, Derry, uh, what's so great about Derry? Yeah, just quite simply, start off with, yeah, it's the gem of the North, the gem of Northern Ireland. Okay. Yeah. How long have you been touring people here? Uh, seven years now. Okay. Really? Yeah. Uh -huh. And you were are, you are so excited when you're showing me the cities, as if it was your second tour, perhaps. Yes. Well, you know, you must remember one thing. You know, Martin McCrossan has us well trained. And not only that, a couple of things that you do need for to be a proper tour guide. Number one is the truth. Yep. Number two is passion. Mm -hmm. I love my city to pieces. You're from here. I am born and reared the whole, my whole life here, yeah. What do, you th what do Americans find surprise, most surprising when you show them around this city? It is the range of history. The range ah, yeah, of history. True. We're starting the year 546, Column Kill, the patron saint, right up to modern-day political history. Yeah, 546, uh, yeah. In uh, America, we, uh, uh, you yeah. know, we think uh, 85 years is old. Well, yeah, well, <laughs> we have buildings here 100 years old. We call them young buildings. Right. No, yeah. you do. You've got 200-year-old. You've got 17th-century buildings yeah, here. Yeah, we have the whole lot, including the walls and all. All right, so what do they find? So they find the history amazing history because there's so amazing. many stories. And we, do, we have been told now about the welcome of the people, the warmth and the welcome of our local people here. Derry is a very uh, warm welcome in city to come to um, all our visitors. If you're walking along the street yep. and you're going in one direction and you ask someone for directions, if they're going the opposite way, they will stop, turn, walk back with you, take you to your direction and then go on about their business. We and do not ignore visitors here. All our visitors are And if they happen to ask you, you'll talk all the way back. Well, you know, you were out with me the other day, Rudy, and I did tell you one thing. We've done an hour, an hour and a half tour. Yeah. Um, if you wished, I could go to a pub with you and talk for another six hours. Not a problem. <laughs> Not a problem. <laughs> uh, how does uh, Mrs. Kerr, Mrs. Kerr, uh, take your talking? Well, my wife loves me having this job for one basic reason. I can't talk at night. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talked out during the day. Is know? there a site or a particular turn in the road that catches people's attention, first-time visitors that uh, you find uh, them remarking unusually about? Well, you know, as, as I say, the range of the actual history, first of all, but, you know, all that range of history will touch someone on your tour, right? American visitors, immigration. Canadian visitors, immigration. Australian visitors, immigration. Most of our visitors come from these larger countries. Mm -hmm. um, as you do know, as I did state on the tour the other night, uh, a survey in 2010 classifying 40 million American citizens claiming Irish ancestry. I actually think it's more, quite honest with you. Five million Canadians, five million Australians. And there's going to be something here that'll touch them. Something. Uh, World War II, sure. don't forget the GI brides. Sure. We have people here, middle-aged people, uh, here to see where their mammy was born. Isn't that just beautiful? Yeah, it is. That is beautiful. It is. And there's all these connections. And, and well, you do know that everyone wants to be Irish. Oh, well, let's yeah, of course. It. You know, that's right. it. Um, and we, oh, we love that. We love that. There's a, you know, I didn't have time to talk uh, with my previous guest, Michelle. Um, there's apparently in 2019, in the spring of 2019, 19. a new maritime museum. Because Marit yeah. the maritime history of this city 
is very wide-ranging and extensive. Yeah, immense. Right back to the immigration ships, of course, sure. Well, sure. Which, which you have, you know, uh, right through World War Two. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the most strategic ports was our port here, although we weren't affected very badly by the Blitz or anything like that. Um, but you know, to have five U.S. Marine bases, three navies, and the one city at the one time. Halfway through the war, there was more sailors in our city than there were population. You're kidding. My mother-in-law says it was the best five years of her life, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I see. <laughs> um, well, and what did someone, did you tell me, someone told me uh, that there are, there's, there, this city is about two-thirds women, one-third men. 62% female. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. So a handsome guy like you must just be a problem. Uh, even if you're ugly, you'll get a geared boy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Martin, I, I, I so much enjoyed your tour. I mean, it was, yeah. it was a great time. And uh, I, let, let me, did I just call you Martin? Yes, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Well, my second name is Martin, anyway, so you're okay. Martin McCrossan, yeah, yes, City Tours, Tours, is the name of the company, yeah. who Gavin Kerr, K, as we would say, K-E-R-R, -R, and you say Kerr. Uh -huh. Gavin Kerr works for Martin. McCrossan. He's wearing this jacket, and I looked at, you know, you're used to looking at somebody's name on the jacket. Um, <laughs> Gavin is your man. Uh, ask for him if you're coming for a tour. I guarantee you uh, it'll be a sprightly, bright tour. You got something more to say? Go ahead. We're, we're the only five-star walking tour in the city. Okay. And the city is so condensed, really, right? It is. It's that, an easy city for walking. It's a no walking question. city. It's a walking tour. You, 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 you can find more details at DairyCityTours.com. Mr. Kerr, Mr. Kerr, thank you for joining me. That's my absolute pleasure, Rudy. We're coming to the end of our first hour. If your station's leaving us, I know not many of our stations do. If, it, you, if you are, it's a tragedy. Uh, but if you're like most of our stations, we'll be back with you in about six minutes. We've got a lot more to explore here in Cary and Northern Ireland. I'm Rudy Max, inviting you to stick around. We'll be right back. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World. And as always, you're hearing Must Hear Radio on the SSI Radio Network.